listening to the Deep Roots Podcast, where we're all about giving you the confidence to move beyond pain and into performance. My name is Lance Enerson, and I'm your host. Welcome back to the Deep Roots Podcast, everybody. We've had some uh, good discussions in the past about confidence, about what it is, how to get it, and why it's so important for us when we were talking about rehabbing from injuries and really just making progress in general. Something that has also been discussed along the way is being able to unpack an injury to really dissect what's going on with an injury beyond like, hey, my knee hurts or my back hurts and it's making it so that I'm not able to do, you know, X, Y, or Z in my life. And unpacking an injury isn't necessarily the easiest thing to do because injuries always have multiple layers that we're dealing with. So just as an example, let's say I'm a college or a high school athlete and I just blew out my ACL. So on the surface, this just means, hey, my knee hurts and I'm unable to perform probably in a team sport that was important to me. And when, you know, typically physical therapists or surgeon, you know, family members, whoever it is, is addressing this and talking about it with the person who's been injured, nothing goes any deeper than that. You know, the injury is just something that happened and it sucked and it's something you got to deal with. But once you feel better, then, you know, you're good to go. And that's, basically never how the healing process actually happens because this person who just was injured, um, you know, they were probably injured doing something that they really enjoyed and it's going to have some some really adverse side effects on on their life. And that doesn't mean that they're not a strong person and that they're not able to cope with hard things in their life. It's just that a physical injury, especially one that stops you from doing something that you care about and something that is important, is going to affect more than just your body. Let's talk a little bit more about this college or high school athlete with the torn ACL. This person is likely, well, we're just going to say that they're a football player, okay? Um, so they are a member of a team. And if there's anything that you can trust as you know, a young athlete, it's going to be your body and your team. And both of those, in a sense, get taken away from an athlete when they experience an injury like this. Okay. I mean, like what is something that you trust more than your legs, right? I mean, there's not a lot of things that most people can think of that they trust a whole lot more than their legs. And so, you know, this person's had this knee his entire life and now it just gave out on him you know that thing that was 100% dependable you know maybe had some little injuries some little tweaks here and there but it was always there and now this little tiny ligament inside their knee makes it so that they're no longer able to perform the task that they were essentially meant to perform that they were included in this group this brotherhood of being on the football team simply because a very small piece of tissue in their body gave out. Now on top of that, this person also has that um, team dynamic that has most likely been very important for them in their development, both as an athlete and as a person. I mean, when you're on a team and you're working really closely with people that you really respect and you have coaches and you have this whole culture that is permeating your life and you are removed from your place in that culture because you're no longer able to fulfill your role in that culture, there's going to be some adverse side effects, if you will, into the rest of life. And that's really just, that's a no brainer, but how often is that 
actually addressed when you know athletes have some injury come along that takes them out of that culture it takes them out of everything in their life that probably gave them much stability that that gave them that thing that they always knew that they were going to be looking forward to that doesn't only apply to people that are in team sports though i mean you can look at Uh, activities like CrossFit that have a very strong community aspect to them that, you know, there are people that absolutely love going to the gym because it's like an extension of their family. It's where they're finding that camaraderie and we end up getting the same thing when we get injuries there, you know, like in a CrossFit gym, right? Say somebody tears a labrum or whatever in the shoulder and they get this MRI and they're talking to their doctor, they're talking to their physical therapist and like, all right, we'll just stop doing that thing. But again, they're not addressing this whole aspect of not having this place to fit in in a culture that they value very, very highly. And that's the same thing too for parents, right? If I have this, you know, 12 year old or something that's doing jujitsu and I love to practice with him and I I love to help him to get better and I do something to my knee to where I'm not able to roll with him and stuff, then I'm going to have a hard time because I'm no longer fulfilling a role that I have taken upon myself as a father to help him to develop a skill that we both believe is very valuable. So what I'm trying to set up here is just to demonstrate that an injury creates a disconnect and then builds a wall often of physical, mental, and emotional pain between where we once were before the injury at a certain level of performance fulfilling a role that was important to us until after the injury, okay? There's a big disconnect there and that is why we have to unpack these injuries and peel back the different layers so that we can break down that wall to actually get us back there to the space where we can confidently move beyond the injury and that disconnect and get back to where we're living in harmony with who we feel and we believe we are and do the activities that we value. So what we're going to do now is we're going to actually talk about how to break down and unpack an injury, whether it's for yourself or for somebody that you care about so that you can get a little bit of distance between yourself and the injury, right? Because that's that's hard, right? The injury happened to you, to your body, and it's always with you, right? I, I break my arm. I, I can't just disconnect from that arm. I can't just pop it off and examine it and be like, okay, it's going to heal like this and then I'm going to be fine. Or if I, uh, you know, tear my rotator cuff that I can do something similar. It just doesn't work that way. So as we unpack this, it gives us an opportunity to really step back and to examine the things that are not only going on in our body and the reality of it, but also the things that are running in the background, that narrative that we have running in our minds that really dictates the way that we're going to be addressing and attacking this injury, whether it's from an aspect of like, all right, I'm going to do everything I can for my recovery, for my prehab before a surgery, or if it's just addressing those little things that we have to do every single day when we're trying to heal. Okay. So number one on this list that we're going to be working through is how did the injury happen? This is something that I think most of us realize is something that needs to be addressed, especially if we have to do that thing over and over in our sport or activity that we uh, want to participate in. But 
it's not something that we usually think about for the rehab process. We're usually thinking about this a lot later down the road when we're trying to return to activity. So just as an example for myself, and this is something I've talked about before, uh, when I injured my back, I was I was just back squatting, right? And I, at the time, um, I was super under-recovered. I had a lot going on with grad school and, you know, family stuff. And so I was just, I was just smashed neurologically. neurologically. Uh, and I had been kind of chronically for a couple months, but I, I was working up to a, a five rep um, back squat and I was squatting. Nothing went wrong form-wise. Like I was perfect position, everything was good, but because I was so trashed and um, just ground into the ground from so much stress, you know, my recovery was garbage and my tissues, they, they just gave out, right? So I'm squatting, I'm about three quarters of the way down. I had like I think 365 or something like that. And I just heard and felt a huge pop in my back and I felt just like lightning go down both legs and that freaked me out. I, the bar squirted me out as I dumped it, you know, I dumped it backwards and it, it pushed me forward. I slammed my knee into the upright on the squat rack and like, it just took my breath away. Like I couldn't breathe at all. Uh, you know, I felt like I was suffocating and I crawled out of the squat rack because I, I couldn't stand and I just fell over, you know, just tipped over from that, that crawling position and just laid there on my side, just breathing, not able to move like at all for, you know, five, 10 minutes. And that, you know, that freaked me out. It was scary. It's like, did I, did I sever my spinal cord or something? Uh, you know, a lot of crazy thoughts going through my head, you know, even, even with the level of education of injury and rehab that I have, it was still a scary thing for me. And, you know, I went through the rehab process and everything, but I remember vividly exactly what, you know, I remember the squat rack I was using. I remember which bar in the gym I was using. I remember the type of plates that were there. I remember who was there. I remember the time of day. I remember the conversations that I had right before and right after. It was very vivid. And after I had, you know, rehab pretty well and I was getting back to where I was actually squatting and stuff, I saw that that you know that bar was sitting there in the gym and I had to go over and like I I just didn't have a choice I had to go over and I had to use that same exact bar in the same spot and I had to squat like I had to do it because it was something that it was scary for me because you know it's not like the bar's jinxed it's not cursed but it was one of those things that it recalled all of the pain and all of the, you know, uncertainty that came along with that injury. And so I had to basically recreate the situation so that I would be okay with it. And, you know, the reason that was such a big deal for me is because I hadn't addressed that as I was working through my rehab. Okay. I, I had made sure that my mechanics were good. I had made sure that I was building the strength back up in the ways that I needed to. I made sure that I was able to brace good. I made sure that, you know, neurologically I was doing well, that I was recovered and that I wasn't having neurological symptoms anymore. And like, you know, I had, I checked all of the boxes of traditional rehab as well as most of the things that you would think of in a higher level sports performance rehab sort of protocol, but I hadn't addressed that mechanism of injury. I hadn't addressed the fear that came along because I had a negative experience. 
And so we have to make sure that before we're sending people back out on the field, before we're clearing ourselves to get back into competition, that we've taken care of those things or else one of two things happens. We end up avoiding them so our performance never returns to the baseline before the injury or it never increases because we're not willing to do the practice and do the training that it takes to get there or we end up re-injuring ourselves because we haven't addressed the issues mentally and emotionally and so we're always going to be performing those tasks and waiting in fear for the next injury the next catastrophic thing to happen and so as you're going through this whole uh, you know mechanism of injury discussion with yourself or with a coach or something you got to make sure that you're going to address it in a way that works for you okay i i was a little slow on this you know i had to do it uh, after the fact but for me i had to get back and put myself in the same situation so that i could move beyond that and confidently you know get back to back squatting into a level of performance that that I was comfortable with that that I wanted and that's not going to work for everybody the important thing though is that whatever way that you use to address that scenario that injury that you experience is that fear no longer becomes a driving factor when you find yourself in that situation so that once you're there under stress in competition or in training that the activity that you're doing no longer holds any special emotional um, connection to fear or anything so that it's going to be holding you back and altering the way that you are performing the next question or layer on the list is what is this injury stopping you from doing this might seem like a little bit of a no-brainer for most people but it's something that we need to examine because we have to get a little bit deeper with it right if we go back to the college athlete with the torn acl that's no longer able to play football we know that the activity is you know football it's like hey coach i can't play football like what why are you asking me this why is this important it's important because we have to understand what meaning we have attached to those activities in our lives Okay, so if this person is um, planning or aspiring to become a professional athlete, they have attached a profound amount of meaning of their selves, their identity, to their ability to perform as a football player. Okay, that might not be the exact same thing if it's some old lady who just likes to be able to walk around the block a few times a day so she can get enough exercise. Okay, that doesn't mean that that's not important, but it's not going to be the same level of attachment to who the person is. Another thing to consider is that any injury that actually needs some sort of rehab, it's not going to affect just one thing, one activity in a person's life, right? Even if this person is super devoted to football and they're wanting to get back to playing football, they're going to be having other negative effects that are bleeding over into other aspects of their lives outside of football. Okay. So this person's ACL is no bueno. Okay. Well, maybe they wanted to go to the beach to be able to hang out with their friends on spring break. Okay. Well, walking in the sand with torn ACL is not something that feels super great. You know, what if they 
I just want to, you know, go play spike ball in the park for an afternoon, you know, on a Sunday afternoon with a couple friends. That's not something that's going to, they're going to be able to do. And so outside of not being able to participate and to be part of the grind, if you will, with the team, they're also not going to be able to do a lot of the other um, activities, physical activities that they might have done otherwise. And again, we look at the people, we'll, we'll go with the CrossFit athlete again. If they're unable to spend the time in the gym that they want to spend in the gym, they're losing that social connection that they found because a lot of those people love the competition that comes along with being in a CrossFit gym. You know, the person might not even know that you're competing with them, but they love being able to pit their uh, their will, their strength against other people because they haven't been able to find that anywhere else in their life and the gym is an outlet for them to be able to express that. And, you know, how is that going to trickle over into the way that they're um, interacting with their families, with their spouse, with their kids? It's definitely definitely going to have an effect piggybacking off of layer two or question two is number three which is how important are those activities to you now this is where i believe most medical professionals really uh they get off the mark because i mean how often are they asking their patients you know how important is this thing to you rather there's taking the easier way out uh, or I don't want to say that we'll say the safer way because they're not bad people they're not trying to ruin your life because you have an injury and to get you to not do something that you love they're just trying to do the quickest and the easiest way out because the easiest way for you to not injure your shoulder snatching anymore is to never snatch again the easiest way for you to not injure your knee playing football anymore is to just stop playing football and that's a solution to get you out of pain but it's not a solution for you know for you necessarily to be happy and so we have to make sure that when we're unpacking our injuries is that we're considering the why we care about not being able to participate in those activities and really looking ourselves in the mirror to see you know sometimes why we got injured in the first place so let's talk a little bit more about the the crossfit athlete right so if there's this person who absolutely loves crossfit they're in the gym they're grinding every day they're competing with you know people that they know with people that they don't know on the internet they're comparing themselves to people on instagram you know whatever it is and they're never quite measuring up but they're just working harder and harder and harder and harder every day and they end up, you know, we'll just go with the shoulder injury from, you know, high volume snatches or something, right? Their form breaks down and and they end up dislocating a shoulder or something like that. It's going to be important for that person to ask themselves why they want to get back to CrossFit. Is it because they enjoy the competition and it helps them to be a better person outside of the gym? Or is it because they've attached so much of the meaning of who they are, of their identity, to their ability to compete with absolute strangers who don't know who they are, that they've completely lost themselves and they have to get back in the gym, right? And if if that's the thing and they're okay with it, then that's fine, 
right? I'm not passing judgment on this person because of the choices that they've made um, in their activity level and the way that they're treating their body. But the person who is going through the rehab process has to absolutely understand that they got themselves to that point because they are not focused on the health aspects of exercise, but rather the competition. And again, if that's the goal, 100% okay. But if it's not the goal, then we're going to have issues. Same thing with the football player, right? If this person has been beating themselves up for, you know, 10, 15 years trying to get better at football and the only reason that they're doing it is because they didn't want to let their mom and dad down, then there's going to be issues with this rehab process, with getting people back to the level of performance that they want to be at because there's going to be so much internal resistance of getting back to a place that maybe they didn't want to be in in the first place. And this isn't something that I'm trying to pass judgment on the football player either. It's something that needs to be addressed because if it's not you're going to miss out on a an opportunity to have a profound amount of clarity on the reason you're doing the things that you're doing okay so like for me after I injured my back um, when I was squatting I I took the opportunity to step back and think about why I was doing those things um, it, at that level when I had so much other stuff going on in my life. And really the reason for me is because I had attached um, being the strongest person in the room, um, you know, relative to like my body weight of, of basically being like the, the perfect sleeper, if you will, <laughs> which sounds kind of ridiculous, right? Of like, you know, it's like the, like the ugly granny car that you pull up to the stoplight and you're you're in the Mustang or whatever and they want to race you and they just blow you out of the water because there's just so much more under the hood than than you understand like that's that's the identity that I had really crafted for myself of just being like the little guy that could blow you away in in the weight room just because I was really strong relative to how how big I was at, at the time and that was a driving force for me because that's the person that I wanted to be, that I wanted to convey, which is kind of strange now that I, when I say it out loud, like I, I've had these thoughts and I, I've broke this down mentally and emotionally, but I, I've never really verbalized it. And that sounds, that sounds really strange to put that out there. Um, but that's the identity that I had crafted for myself. And, and I realized that, <laughs> that it wasn't worth it to me, right? I got back to where, to a level of performance that I wanted to be at, which is just barely below where I was at before, but I was so, or I am so much happier with the way that I feel and the way that I am, um, or the relationship that I have with gym and with fitness and with coaching because, you know, I'm, I'm not killing myself to be, you know, the, that sleeper in, in the gym. Um, so that was just a huge opportunity for me personally to say, Hey, you know what? I, I'm actually stepping back away from this, stepping away from the injury. And this is, this is really great because I had an opportunity to get so much more clarity than I would have if I would have just, you know, really never gotten injured. Layer number four or question number four is 
What if you can never do the things that you were doing before you got injured again? And that's kind of a dark question, right? Especially for somebody who really values their physical activity. And this isn't one of those things of like, all right, we're going to work through this to see like, what if you can never do it again? Because we want you to just compromise and just stop whining about the fact that you can't do this thing anymore. Like that is not the intention at all. The reason is, is because if you're able to break down what has been taken from you, if you will, and address what that feels like to possibly never get it back again, you only have to do it once. And that's not a perfect strategy, but it's something that you don't have to live with every single day when you're questioning, what if I don't get better? What if I don't get back to the level of performance that I had before? What if I let my team down? What if I lose my community in the gym? Yeah, what if you do? Figure it out. Figure out what that's going to feel like and figure out whether or not you're willing to accept that. Because a lot of times we get we get these diagnoses, we get these um, doom and gloom reports from you know people in the medical community of you know you just need to stop, you just can't do that. And a lot of times, all you need is a second opinion, and you get a little bit more hope. You get a, another option, something that you know somebody else may have not considered, and it opens up the door for you to pursue something else. I want to go back to this idea of only having to do it once in air quotes there, right? If we take the time to really dive into what that worst case scenario looks like, we don't have to wonder what the worst case scenario looks like. And not having to wonder about what that what a catastrophe would be, we don't have to waste time catastrophizing or digging ourselves deep into that hole. Okay, we already know what that dark spot looks like and we don't have to look there anymore. All right, question number five, who does this injury affect? Okay, this is something that we've been touching on a lot through here, so I'm not gonna spend a ton of time on it, but an injury is always going to affect more than just the person who was injured, right? I mean, it's really easy to see that in the uh, context of a team sport. If you're the first string running back, then that's going to be an issue for everybody else on the team. That's going to be an issue for winning games. That's going to be an issue for, you know, practices even. And so we have to take into consideration that there's going to be an emotional load on them a little bit, but on this person who has others depending on them. Okay. And it's the same thing for like a parent, right? The kids want to play with their parents. They want to spend time with them. And so if they're not able to do those fun things that they normally do, then that's going to be hard on both parties there. And that's going to be something that's going to be emotionally difficult for both the parent and the child because the relationship that they're used to is it's going to be different. It's going to be be harder for there for a while. And that's something that has to be addressed that that nobody ever talks about, right? I mean, like when was the last time that your physical therapist or your coach even, or your doctor talked about like, Hey, you hurt your knee. Are you, are you doing okay? Not being able to, um, you know, go hiking with your wife and kids because I, I know how important it is for you to be spending time out in nature with your family because that's, that's your thing, right? I mean, like how often does that happen? And the answer is almost never. And 
that's a shame because it makes it the whole rehab process so much more difficult because we we don't ever talk about those things and later on it ends up creeping up and biting us in the butt because we're not communicating well enough with our kids and with our spouses and it just makes the whole process much more difficult all right so layer question number six this is probably my favorite just because i find it so fascinating and it's what is the narrative that's running in the background with this injury, right? Is it that, oh, I've always had a bad back and I knew this was coming. It was only a matter of time. Oh, I knew that my knees were bad because my dad's knees were bad and my grandma's knees were bad and we just have bad knees in our family. Oh, I knew that my shoulder was going to dislocate because my brother's shoulder dislocated when he was playing water polo, right? Like there's so many stories that we're always telling ourselves because we're always trying to make sense of the things that are happening to us. And most of the time, those stories have absolutely nothing to do with what actually happened. Okay, go to the football player. It's like, dude, you got hit. You got tackled and you fell in a certain way and someone rolled over your knee. It just happened, right? Or like you just, you snatched and you weren't uh, rigid. You weren't prepared in the receiving position and your shoulder rolled out. It just, it happened. Could you have done more uh, prehab and, and strengthening in those positions to make it better? Yeah, you absolutely could have. But you don't have a bad back. You don't have bad shoulders. You don't have bad knees. You just had a bad experience and a bad story. And it's so much easier to hold on to that bad story than it is to take ownership of the situation. That's why these negative personal narratives are so dangerous because it automatically puts us into a victim mentality and it takes the power away from us. It takes the ball out of our court. Because if I just assume that my knees are bad or that my shoulder is bad or that my back is bad, then what am I going to do to fix that? And if I do anything, are my efforts, are they actually going to be wholehearted? Or am I just going to be going through the motions because somebody told me that I should do this and it might make me feel better? And this will absolutely have a huge impact on the outcomes that you have. Okay, If I don't believe that the things that I am doing are going to make a difference, then they won't. I don't care what anybody says, they will not move the needle as much as they should. So your job then is to really honestly examine the narrative, the story that you have running in the background all the time about this injury, about this situation that you find yourself in, and to edit it until you've taken absolute ownership of the situation and of the injury. Because you're never going to be able to change anything that you haven't taken ownership over. If it's not yours, then you're never going to do anything about it. You're never going to get back to the place that you want to be because you're stuck as a victim. All right, layer question number seven, and this is our last one is how has your injury changed you? Um, I talked about this a little bit as far as gaining clarity for myself when I injured my own back. Um, But I wanna say one of the bigger lessons that I learned from actually 
experiencing that is that it gave me so much more empathy for people that were suffering from low back pain. And, you know, like I had read the statistics, I had seen the studies, I had, you know, dealt with countless people who have low back pain, but I hadn't really ever experienced that um, type of an injury myself. I hadn't experienced those symptoms. And so my, uh, my assessment of what those people were going through was very skewed. And so it gave me an opportunity to really see what those people were going through because I had to go through it myself. Now, I'm not saying that that's going, you're going to have the same exact sort of um, experience that's going to influence your professional life uh, like that did for me. But your injury absolutely is going to change you because it's going to be an experience that you can learn from. It really ends up being kind of the silver lining to an injury is that you get to learn so much about yourself and the way that you deal with adversity, the way that you deal with setbacks, that it can make an injury possibly one of the best things that ever happens to you. But if you don't consciously and with some intention, go back and review the experiences that you have and compare who you are now to the person that you were before you were injured, it's going to be really, really hard to actually see those changes. And those are the seven questions that you can use, the seven layers to work through to help you unpack an injury uh, that you're going through so that you can better address the whole person that, that you are that's really experiencing this injury. So a little recap here. How did the injury happen? What does the injury stop you from doing? How important are those things to you? What if you can never do those things ever again? Who does the injury affect? And what is the personal narrative that you have surrounding your injury and how has your injury changed you okay so let's say you just went through that whole process and you've really unpacked your injury and you've gotten quite a bit of clarity what do you do with that i mean it's kind of hard to process all of those things especially as you're going through the rehab process you're like okay like this is what's going on this is who i am i've i've learned a lot about who i am as a person as my identity but I don't really know what what to do with this. And the absolute best way, in my opinion, is to work through it with a coach or a physical therapist or even a chiropractor, somebody that you absolutely trust wholeheartedly, not only for their expertise, but because you have a relationship with them that they understand um, not only the way that you were performing before your injury, but they understand a little bit about who you are as a person. And the reason that that's so important is because if you don't ever have an outside perspective, if you're not verbalizing and putting these things out there for somebody else to act as a mirror or a sounding board that will reflect these things back that you're putting out so that you can have that distance that's also informed with a high level of expertise to help you through the thing that you're dealing with able to have a conversation like that with somebody who has those expertise is going to be invaluable for you because it will help you better understand as you progress through the process and the setbacks that you're going to encounter, the uh, you know conversations you might end up having with your team or with your family, those people that are depending on you. 
and help you to really just show up as the person that you want to show up as even though you're not performing in the way that you were before because i mean an injured knee isn't just an injured knee it's an injured person and that person has a life an injured back isn't just an injured back that back has a person right every body part has a person attached to it and it has a story and it has responsibilities and it has things that it cares about because people and their injuries don't happen in vacuums and having an outside perspective is going to help you to better understand and process all the things that you're going through so that when you make it through the rehab process when the tissues are healed when the movement patterns are restored when you're no longer uh, sensitized uh, to those movement patterns and you're able to get back out on the field or in the gym or on the mat whatever it is that you're ready to go that it is 100% go time and that you don't have any of those uh, doubts that are lingering in the back of your mind of whether or not you can do this anymore because you'll absolutely be prepared to do everything that you want to do and need to do to show up as the individual and the athlete that you want to be. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Deep Roots podcast. If you did, go to wherever it is that you listen to podcasts and leave me a review, preferably a five-star review. If not, though, let me know what I can do better and how I can address that, and I will get right on that. If you need any help with coaching and uh, physical therapy, any of those things that we've been talking about, let me know. I am at your disposal. I'm a resource for you to get you back to where you want to be so that you have the confidence to pursue the things that you want to pursue. Have a great day.